Hello, TuneIn listeners. You are listening to TuneIn Radio for your mind, body, and soul. I am your host, Keila Parkinson, and we are talking as we do every week about mindfulness in all the ways, especially practical application. And so today we're going to break it down into some really bite-sized stuff. We're going to talk about some of the main things that we associate with mindfulness, like a gratitude practice and meditating and finding the difference between mindfulness and meditating. And we're going to do these in these wonderful bite-sized ways with today's guest, Carrie Fisher. Carrie, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm super excited to share these simple tips for extraordinary living. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so Carrie is pro at all of this, and also she is a motivational speaker and an author and a publisher, and she has been doing this stuff for how many years now, Carrie? I've been doing the author and everything stuff, the publishing, believe it or not, just for two years. But before that, I was a wellness educator and a teacher. And before that, I was an attorney and I'm a mom of five. So I have a lot of street cred in a lot of areas. (laughs) (laughs) And oh my goodness, right? Just that mom of five thing. And "And by the way, five children, right? Like that is amazing. So the fact that a mom of five can do all of this high level stuff, you know, there's got to be some mindfulness happening along the way to get it done right so we're going to believe everything you have to tell us <laughs> this is so cool uh, we're going to get in trouble I used to always start with telling people I have five kids but then my kids made fun of me so now I used at the end <laughs> that's so funny well because that's obviously very important to you and I think you know it's clearly important to to parents and it's important that um, we figure out like how this stuff can happen in our lives and all the parts of our lives right so so it's a really important piece that we are, we're going to talk about too so we'll talk about the parenting aspect of it we'll talk about the professional aspect aspect of it. And we're going to talk about these great things that Carrie has broken down called five minute tools. So which five minute tool would you like for us to start with today? The five minute tool I always like to start with is something that I created kind of by accident, but it's a great tool. It's called the snooze button session. Mm -hmm. So I, I really love mindset. I love studying the mind. And what I discovered is that everybody knows what to do. And if you don't know what to do, you can go on YouTube and, you know, find out <laughs> yeah. what to do. And everybody knows that they should be doing these things. They know they should eat right, that they should exercise, that they should have a positive mindset. Everybody knows this. So why don't they do it? And what I found in my teaching through the years and my coaching is that people don't know when they should do it. Mm-hmm. So I created this tool, which is very, very simple because it is something that relies on something you're already doing. It's called habit stacking. So every morning, everyone generally wakes up with an alarm clock. So you reach over, you hit the alarm, and now we layer our wellness practice right here at the beginning of the day. And the reason it's so amazing is because you cannot forget it because we all have to wake up in the morning, right? <laughs> right. And even if you just wake up like on your own without an alarm clock, you know, I'm jealous of you if you do that, but if you do, <laughs> you could still do it first thing in the morning. Mm. And the second reason it's so amazing is that you really start your day in a positive mindset, like a positive mind space, mm. and you're proud of yourself. You've accomplished something before you even started your day. I love that. And you call this the snooze button session because how many times do we hit that snooze button, right? And then we're, maybe we build it in like, oh, I'm going to set my alarm for 20 minutes early so then I can sort of wake up and hit snooze. And you're like, look, if you're going to do it anyway, then make your snooze time even be something where you can be productive and you can get into that mindset immediately and sort of shift your state. So can you tell us, okay, you said it was the first thing you came up with. Tell us how it happened for you organically. 
I would love to tell you. And you know what's funny about what you just said? That usually, you know, I used to hit the snooze button like five times, seven times. And then, especially when my kids were young, all that happened was I would then be late. I would then be like a lunatic, like yelling at my kids, which is not the best way for a child to start the day. Yeah. I'm trying to get, you know, get them out the door. And then I would first have to go to work. And I almost mm-hmm. felt like my hair was standing on yeah. end by the time I would get there. So um, it's really, and you would feel guilty, right? You feel guilty yeah. every time you hit that snooze. You know you do, yes. right? Yes. You, know? <laughs> you don't feel good about yourself, you know? So, um, you know, I really... About 10 10 years ago, I really wanted to change my life. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I was practicing law at the time. And I was like, you know, how am I going to change my life? I have five kids. I work a lot, you know, big families on both sides, so many responsibilities and busy adulting. And I just, I didn't know how I could change my life. But I sat down and I just made a whole list of all the things I wanted to accomplish. And a lot of the things on the list were become an author, a speaker, you know, um, have a further reach with an international audience and also have friends from around the world. So Mm. after I made that list, I'm like, okay, this is never happening. Like, how is this going (laughs) to ever happen, right? So then one day I was... I was sleeping, the alarm clock went off, and I hit the snooze button, and for some reason on that particular day, I did not go back to sleep. I sat up, I meditated for five minutes, and nothing Mm. fancy. I just sat up, and I just meditated, right? I just like kind of paid attention to what I was thinking and how Mm. I was feeling, noticing my body. And then the alarm clock went off again, I hit the snooze button, and I got up, and I started my day, and I had a great day. So that night I was laying in bed with my husband and I said, I had such a great day. And he was like, why do you think, did you do anything different? And I said, you know, the only thing I did different was, you know, I hit the snooze button, meditated this morning. So he's like, wow, that's so interesting. I'm going to try it tomorrow. So he started doing it with me every single day. And we started even layering on snooze button sessions. So we would hit the snooze button, meditate, hit the snooze button. I might journal. He might exercise. And eventually he had like a 30-minute morning routine. I had a one-hour one. And it was so great. I started teaching my clients and my students at the time. And, you know, thousands of people have now used it. And Mm -hmm. the reason I think it works is for what I said before. One you could tailor it to the way that you want it to be, right? So you could do five minutes, you could do an hour, you know, you layer it on. But I always suggest to start with that one Mm -hmm. snooze button session. But also, um, you're starting your day with a success. And it really is a huge thing. I don't know if you ever saw that viral that viral YouTube video where this admiral is talking about how important it is to make your bed. And the reason it is, it seems so silly is because you get up, you make your bed, no matter what crazy stuff happens during the day, when you walk into your bedroom at night, there's your bed all made and it makes you feel good. Right? So you start your day with a win. And that's basically what this snooze button session is all about. You know what I love about it too, Carrie, is how it's timed, right? Like automatically it's built in. You don't have to think about your timer. You're just like, the snooze times it for me. If it's set for five minutes or nine minutes or whatever you have your snooze set for, that's the one adjustment you ever make. And then that's already built into your alarm. So you just hit that. It's so easy, right? It's almost like when you're running a race and you're clocking the mile, right? And then it's just like, I'm doing the next one. I'm doing the next one. I mean, I just love that concept of it's just like hitting that button, doing the thing and maybe hitting it again and being like, here's the next reward, right? So there's a dopamine hit that's connected to it also which is super cool yeah and like for me I meditated because I'm in that world you know I'm Mm -hmm. I'm a wellness educator but you don't have to meditate and my I have a book tools for extraordinary living the snooze button sessions and in it I talk about 10 different tools that you could use and 
The idea of it is, and under each of those tools, by the way, there's five different ways you could do it, five different ways Ooh. to meditate, five different ways to exercise, five different ways to stretch. So the reason that I love it is because I don't ever think that somebody who's a teacher who's telling you how to do it is really doing the right thing by people. There's no one right way. Yeah. There's no you know magic pill. The main thing is that you figure out something that works for you. So maybe for me, I wake up and meditate. I like to do yoga a little bit, and then I do a little bit of journaling, or maybe I'll make a gratitude list. But for my husband, that might not work for him. So he figures out for himself, and that's why it's so powerful. You decide yeah. what you do. You decide how long you do it for. And you know what? It's true. You don't have to worry about it, and everybody has those those few minutes everybody's already sleeping during that period mm -hmm. so you might as well do something <laughs> just as relaxing but it makes you feel proud of yourself yeah. instead of sort of like ashamed that you just didn't even succeed at getting up <laughs> <laughs> right exactly that is the mindset right and it's like and you're kind of like you're hacking time because it's like stolen time in a sense right this is the time when when no one else is awake, perhaps, right? Or this is the time when I usually am sleeping. And so then it's like, it's almost like it's just this little magic gift to yourself where it's just like, here it is, I'm stealing this time. And it feels, I don't know, if you're a, re if you're a rebel and that's why you hit the snooze, then you're rebelling in a new way and you still get to rebel, right? <laughs> I'm stealing time. Yeah, I, love, I love that you said that too, because I'm like a born rebel. And like, typically, even if I like make a, like a schedule for myself, I will naturally rebel against the schedule <laughs> <too>. myself made. <laughs> That's so funny. I love that. I love and what you're doing is you're empowering people with this, right? Like offering the options in the book. It's so wonderful. Tell us the title of the book again. Also, let's let people know where they can find Carrie Fisher's books. Um, the book is called Tools for Extraordinary Living, the Snooze Button Session. It's available on Amazon. If you're actually um, an Amazon Prime member, you could get it as part of that, or you could get it for 99 cents, the electronic version, and then there's a paperback version, which I always like the paperback version because I'm such yeah. a lover of books, <laughs> but you do what you want. And then my second book, um, Routines for Extraordinary Living, is coming out next month, and there'll also be a third one, Mindset Mastery for Extraordinary Living. Everything I do is really centered around how do you actually start creating transformation in your life? Because I find that people, everyone wants to create transformation. Everyone wants to become the very best version of themselves and live their most extraordinary life. But they keep putting it off. And mm. I think that these five-minute tools, these little, even some of them are two minutes, these little hacks that you can do can actually get you moving towards that extraordinary life. And people say to me, well, how can, you know, five minutes in the morning of me stretching change my life? And the reason it does is because it starts to build on itself. You start mm -hmm. your day in a good headspace and a positive mindset and you have more energy. And the more you start doing this, the more you start to weave it through your whole entire day. So not only do I really advocate having a morning routine, which is really what the snooze button session is, let's face it, it's just a morning routine, an easy mm -hmm. way to start one. I also like for people to start to institute an evening routine. If you want to talk about that. Oh, yeah. Let's do. Let's. So what's a great, if after you've stolen some time for yourself, right? Maybe you started to layer, you're starting to do it regularly. Then what's a great evening routine? Or And do you have to, here's another question. Do you have to start with one or the other? Can you start where you want? I'm guessing I know the answer, but I'm going to ask for listeners, right? And where is the place where we're supposed to start? And can we do both? How does that work? <laughs> 
I love that you asked that because everybody asks that. Right? Because again, everyone wants to say, well, you're the expert. Yeah. What do you think? And it's like, my entire point is, you're the expert. Yep. I can only teach you the tools. I call them tools of gold. And then you oh take God. them, you put them into your tool chest, and then you decide which ones to use. So I say, if the morning seems a little crazy to you, then do an evening routine to start. The reason mm. I love the snooze button session is it's really using something everybody does. Everybody hits the snooze button in the morning. Everybody wakes up in the morning. So it's kind of easy to remember. But if you feel like maybe at the end of the day, that's where you want to start, then try that, right? And again, I would use an alarm for this. So let's just say you typically go to sleep at 10 o'clock. I would first just start with at 9.45, I would have an alarm go off. And that's also a nice time to kiss your phone goodbye after it does its last <laughs> duty for you. And yeah. then um, just take that 15 minutes in the evening. And I like to separate it out into like, hygiene, you know, brushing my teeth, you know, some people shower at night, but you know, obviously five minutes is a quick shower. Mm. But, um, you know, ideally I would like you to have an hour routine in the evening, but I don't want to start with that. I want you to start you with the 15 minutes. So five minutes for hygiene, five minutes for like, I really like to do some time just for like your spirit. So that would be mm. another time you could do a gratitude list and then just five minutes for connection if you have a significant other. But again, those nice. 15 minutes in the evening, that is to be designed by you. So if you want to take the whole 15 minutes and take, you know, a quick bath, you can do that. If you want to take the whole 15 minutes and read a book before bed, you do that. And, you know, you wanted to talk about simple tools. A really cool thing I learned years ago is called prepare your house for slumber. Ooh. So about... I started out with it one hour before bed, but then I started doing it two or three hours before bed. I go through my entire house and I close down my house. So I make oh. the lights lower. I yes. just keep more dim lighting. I don't have the overhead lighting on. I kind of, you know, get my kitchen ready for the morning. I get all my stuff ready for the day, for the next day. I just do this. It, it's not like a formalized thing either. Hmm. I just kind of walk through real quick. It might take me five, 10 minutes and I get everything set up and then I make my home dim because then it's kind of signaling my body. All right, we're getting, we're moving into that evening time. Mm -hmm. So there's so many small things that you can do, you know, but what we usually do is just stay on our phones and then we're never going to fall asleep at night, you know? Yeah. Well, I like how you're saying there are things you can do because so often we hear people who are authors and experts and have these great hacks say, you should, right? This is what you should do for the best, for optimal. Here are our best practices. You should, you should, you should. And then for rebels like you and I, Carrie, then it's like the first thing we want to do is like, there's no way you're telling me what to do. Or we go into the guilt of like, oh, I can't do all of that perfectly. I should be doing all of it. And so if I just start with one, it's not good enough, right? And so you're being a wonderful mindset expert by saying, no, you can do these things. And they're great hacks and tools that golden tools. I love that. Tools of gold. Tools of gold. They really are. They're tools of gold to be able to say like, I am allowed to, I get to, I can do these things. They're little things I can choose. And then even, I think that I've heard you say, right, that you don't use all of them all the time, but you use them as much as you can. Is that true? I you I use a lot of them because now this has been many years that I've been mm. adding these things into yeah. my life. So at a certain point, that's when this becomes a lifestyle. I think it's difficult mm. in the beginning. Yeah. You know, I think Robin Sharma said it changes messy. It's difficult in the beginning. It's messy in the middle and it's beautiful at the end. Nice. And right now all these things are just a part of my life, you know, so mm. th that could happen for everybody. But I, I really think you start with five minutes. Yeah. You want to build success. You want to feel good about it. 
That's nice. So then it could be like you're led to something, right? And so what you're talking about is creating sleep hygiene. You know, this this last example you gave us, is, it's just about creating sleep hygiene for your house and for your household. Uh, listeners, you're listening to Tune In Radio for Your Mind, Body, and Soul on WVLP 103.1 FM. I am your host, Keila Parkinson, and our show is underwritten in part by Kiki Productions, Inc. Communications Coaching teaching exercises to help you cycle out of fight or flight in the moment. With a mission to create individual harmony to add peace to the world, Kiki Productions Inc.'s philosophy is when you are confident, focused, and authentic with your message, you are a magnet to those you wish to attract. Learn how you can speak your truth with love at coachkiki.com. And you can also check out the new family newsletter for family power at buildbetterhumans.substack.com. Today on TuneIn, we are talking with Carrie Fisher, who is an author, and also just for like what, disam- disambig- disambiguity, right? Like on Wikipedia, right? It's Carrie with a K and an E. <laughs> it's not the late, great Princess Leia, right? But <laughs> you never know. You never know, right? <laughs> But this is the Carrie Fisher who is teaching us five-minute tools and these amazing, wonderful things we can do to shift our, our mindset and to be to live these extraordinary lives. And so I love it. You've got several books on the subject and more coming out. And these tools of gold are really about being able to do this in small ways. So just before this break, we were talking about you know how you go around in the evening and you dim the lights and you set this this whole attitude, right? You, you get everything ready. You shift your mindset into, okay, now it's wind down time. And I have little ones. I only have two. I don't have five, but two is plenty for like making my house like chaos in the evening if there isn't that mindset shift, right? If I don't lead them into like, now is the time where... If we have the television on, then it's a special time and the blue light filter goes on and we choose what we call, quote, sleepy shows. And they're all about winding down, right, and helping set that tone. And, you know, we do also dim the lights in our house and we go through and we do these things. I like I like to be the one in charge of that, right? And I, I even will unscrew light bulbs, you know. If they want to be in the room and there's only an overhead, I'm like, I'm unscrewing two of these. My older son starts to do it now for himself, which I think is cool. So, you know, it's that kind of empowerment. So I love that you're creating that because we know, we again, we hear these shoulds of what we should do, right? The blue blockers or whatever. But you're saying you can do these things and they can feel really good. Like you're giving yourself like a spa night by just setting up that whole mindset for like sleep hygiene. <laughs> That's how I'm taking it. <laughs> Super exactly cool. Right. And I love, I love how you said that about what you do with your kids. I used to have, here's a quick tip for parents. Mm-hmm. So my youngest is now 13 and my oldest is 27. He just got engaged. Wow. Congratulations. Way, yeah. <laughs> cool. really excited. But um, we always had a thing called bath, book, bed, the three B's nice. before bed. And we never, believe it or not, we never, ever had trouble with our children going to sleep because we put them in the bath. That always calms the soothing, you know, the mm-hmm. wild beast. And then read a book to them and put them to bed. And it, it's almost like it's the same thing. Becomes we, an basically, we're creating an evening routine for our kids that our kids knew what's happening. When you put on the sleepy shows you're, and putting the lights down, yeah. you're triggering in your child's mind. We're moving towards bedtime. And that's what we're doing in general. Yeah, I love that. that yeah. You know, and there's like an NLP trick to that, right? Where it's like, okay, this is what we're doing. The body gets the signal, you know, the circadian rhythms, all the, the neurochemistry, like everything. We get that chemical cascade of it's time for that melatonin production, right? It's time for us to wind down. And so I just love that. I just, this is, this is neuroplasticity, like on the next level. I just love it. <laughs> 
It actually is. And that's, <laughs> that was my path, actually. So I was yeah. a, an attorney. And then I decided I wanted to, you know, leave law because I didn't feel like I was contributing. I always felt like, wow, I, I'm really meant to do more. I really have, mm. you know, I've been studying this stuff my whole entire life. And you, you couldn't really apply it in law. And you weren't really helping people that much in law. A lot of it is just, you know, formulaic work mm. and um, a lot of paperwork. So I made a deal with myself. I said, okay, if I do yoga every single day for a year, every day, 75-minute class at a place, I would actually leave law and become a yoga teacher. So during that year, and if I skipped a day, I wasn't going to do it. I had to start over. Oh, wow. That's dedication. (laughs) Yeah, I never skipped a day. And then I also took a teacher training during it. And then I did actually make the leap. And what I found was that even in the yoga world, which looked so good until I got in there, where I was like, oh, here are the people that are so zen. These people have their act together. They're definitely like enlightened next level. And then once I got to know a lot of them, I was like, they're just as much of a mess as all of us. And I realized it's because, one, a lot of us are putting on an act. And mm. two, we're not applying the things we know. A lot of teachers don't apply what they are actually teaching. So I not only apply what I teach, when I'm not applying it, I admit it. So yeah. I will admit that it's something funny that has been happening the last couple of weeks. I must be really tired. I don't know what it is. But when the snooze button goes up, I hit it. And then I'm like, oh, I'm just going to practice self-love. And I put my hands on my heart. Nice. And then I like fall back asleep. Yeah. And this morning I was like, you know, Carrie, you're not really doing this snooze mm. button. <laughs> yeah, right. I had yeah. built up to four sessions of it. Wow. Four sessions of practice. Yeah, self-love. right. Four sleeping sessions. Yeah, like, sleeping so, sessions. So, you know, we always fall down. So we always have yeah. to be like, oh, oh, wait, I'm tricking myself. Well, see, I think that's actually one of the best things you can share with listeners right now, right? Is you're like, look, I wrote the book on this literally, right? Like, I've been doing it for so long. It's a lifestyle. And just recently, I fell off for four days in a row right and then I caught myself right and that's honestly that's great because okay you're you're so adept at it that you have caught yourself and then okay I'm just gonna say out loud right now to people who can't see what's going on I have like all this sunshine coming in right you can see my face over zoom but so um it's super distracting even for me to be thinking and doing this but what i love about what you're saying okay so get, trying to get centered here and focus what i love about what you're saying though is that you know everybody is human we we have these tricks because we need them and then we need them because we're human and so because we're human we're going to keep needing them right and so they could be new again which i think is very cool um you talked about the yoga and just finding that people were human there and like one thing that sometimes we bring up on the show it, as you know, because mindfulness is our shtick, right? We're talking about that, but we talk about it because we love it, we believe in it, and also we want to own that there's this whole thing about toxic positivity and how we can use mindfulness as a weapon, right? We can say you should in that area too. So I don't, you know, without getting into like major detail, is there anything that isn't a good example of that aspect of it that you experienced that made you go, I'm going to grow beyond this too? (laughs) Well, when I first became a yoga teacher, you know, I always wanted to like do the next thing the next thing so I wanted Mm. to start teaching yoga teachers and I always wanted to push forward and everyone was telling me like well you can't do that you have to Mm. wait five years to wait 10 years and um, even in that world they were trying to tell me to conform and then Mm. also the way I dress I don't I I don't necessarily dress as a yoga teacher sometimes I am wearing like thigh-high black leather boots with heels and I found that the yoga community didn't think that that's very yogic. 
yourself in every world. People want you to conform to what they want. And I became almost like the bad yogi. You know, I cursed during my classes. I told the (laughs) truth. Yeah. You know, I have five kids. So I've always had something going on with my children, especially during the teen years. Yeah. With my, my, my older kids became teens. I didn't know how to handle it. So I always had some trauma or another I was going through. And I chose to talk about it. Not in like a crazy way, but just in a like, this is what I'm going through and this is Mm -hmm. what I'm doing about it. Because I always wanted people to know, yeah, I might be standing up here, but I'm walking the same path as you. And Mm -hmm. things are just as hard for me as they are for you. Because that's what the problem is in the world. We're all showing Mm -hmm. this beautiful side of ourselves, but we all struggle. And, you know, these last four days when I was doing this, when I was pretending I was doing a snooze button session, but I wasn't, (laughs) I like, I was proud of myself. I really thought I was doing it. Oh, I love (laughs) that. Really still. Oh my gosh, that's great. Okay. So now I have to ask, there was this moment where you were like, all right, I'm being honest with myself. And I mean, you sort of told us like what that mental talk was, but like, what did that feel like for you in that moment in your body and like what, you know, when you really had that talk with yourself, like, tell us more about like just that moment of being like, no, I'm going to be really real with myself and honor that, that this is, I'm, you know, self-love is great, but I'm sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because for 10 years, I really did practice that coming out in front of a whole group of people and saying, look, you know, I was, you know, I'm having this trouble. And also Mm. when you're a teacher, especially in, you know, yoga and mindfulness, peak performance and a coach, I'm always studying and I'm always learning. So I change my views. So I'm very used to coming out and saying, all right, I used to think this, but now I'm thinking this. And when I had this talk this morning with myself, (laughs) I think I would have probably been very upset with myself in the past and Mm -hmm. sort of more, um, you know, I, I would have kind of beaten myself up over it, which I also think is natural. You know, we're taught to do that. But at this point, I just laugh at myself. I'm like, there you go, Carrie. I love great that. job. You know, and then especially because <laughs> I wrote this book. Yeah. I'm like, this is really great, you know. <laughs> I love that. One of my favorite, like, parenting mom influencers that I just, I totally is, um, Avital Shriver-Levy. And she has these just great videos. And she goes, it's theparentingjunkie.com. And so I just want to say, like, shout out to that and to her. And, like, you know, in the spring when she opens up again, run and join if you're a parent because so awesome. What I love about hers is she has like these outtakes and behind the scenes you know where she's like the kids are fighting and she has to like do the thing she just was trying to teach people but she's all annoyed while she's doing it right and she's like this is what it really looks like folks here it goes on the (laughs) on the video right or she's like you know uh my son calls me the parenting donkey instead of the parenting junkie because he wants to make fun of how like i'm actually really you know just a bad parent sometimes you know and i'm like that's so genius i love that that's these are the people that i love and i want them to come on the show and tell us all about you know how we 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 get in our own way by thinking we've got to be perfect. So these five minute tools are things we can baby step into. We can practice. Sure, we can make it a wonderful long term goal to say I'm going to do this for an hour every morning and every evening, right? And do all this stuff. And if I don't or when I don't, that's okay too. So good. That's so good to know. <laughs> it's all good. That's right. And I remember. So during the pandemic, I was doing a lot of online stuff. So I have all these tools. I know how to. You know, I've been practicing them myself. So I was like, oh, I'll you know bring this to the world. And I, I had a lot of people coming to my calls during the pandemic. You know, I was first learning how to use Zoom, and yeah. I would have like seventy, eighty, a hundred people coming on, and it was really actually a beautiful thing because. I really did learn how to do all of this stuff online in a very natural way. But I said to my kids one day, I'm like, you know, I'm a real inspiration to some people. And they <laughs> right? And me like, no, you're not. <laughs> That's classic. Like, they wanted to get on the Zoom call. Straight, 
let's yeah. straighten people out. That's classic. Well, I, and I love that too, you know, and if, if we pay attention, we can hear like through the, the generations how celebrities have often said this, right? We were like, oh, you made this wonderful kids video. I bet your kids loved it. And they're like, my kids don't watch anything I do. They can think it's really silly that I did that voice or something, right? They're like... <laughs> So it's funny. so funny, it is. But, you know, and, and the thing is about being honest is that we're all human. And mm-hmm. for me, the, the most amazing story is the hero's journey. It's the journey of, you know, trying, falling down, having the dark moment of the soul, picking yourself up again and still continuing to climb up the mountain. And it's what life is about. We're all taught like, oh, one day, one day we'll all be perfect. I'll be married and I have kids and I have a great job. And, da, 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 da. and then we get there and we're like, well, this is it. Yeah. So it's really important to remember that you have these tools at your disposal and just remember to use them and when you don't use them just like you said that's okay too sometimes you're going to forget to to use these sometimes you're going to yell sometimes you're not going to be at your best i think that that's part of being human Oh, I think that is too. Thank you for saying that, Carrie Fisher. How wonderful. Listeners, you are listening to our conversation <laughs> with Carrie on TuneIn Radio for Your Mind, Body, and Soul on WVLP 103.1 FM. Our show is underwritten in part by Universal Love Clothing. Universal Love Clothing creates beautifully designed positive affirmations and pairs them with the coziest eco-friendly fabrics in the world to bring you clothing you feel good in. Find your perfect fit at universalloveclothing.com. Universal Love Clothing, apparel that inspires you and the world around you. Oh, man. So um, speaking of inspiration, we are talking again with Carrie Fisher, who is the author of a number of books on extraordinary living, such as Tools for Extraordinary Living and Routines for Extraordinary Living. And she has these amazing tools of gold, which are I think five minute hacks, right? She calls them five minute tools. And um, Snooze Button Sessions is just one of these amazing books, one of the amazing concepts. And you can, as she said, layer on habit stack, which is so important, so powerful, this habit stacking concept. Um, Again, this is something that if you are in like high functioning executive, right? If you are a power attorney, if you are a parent of five, if you are, you know, somebody who just wants to... um, get up earlier maybe, right? Or or eat less sugar or cut out diet soda, right? Like any of these things you're doing, you can approach it from, from any of these angles. And so I love that how it's got this really kind of universal application. And then also it is super, super realistic to achieve. And so I think this is a form of mindfulness because it's getting intentional, it's paying attention to your world. And uh, Carrie, what do you think about that? It's definitely all about mindfulness. And one of my favorite tools to use is just this thing. I call it notice, delete, replace. Mm. So we all get into those moments where we either become judgmental about other people or ourselves, or we don't do something the way we want. We fail, we yell at our kids, whatever it is. Um, We didn't get that promotion we wanted. And we start to get more into like a negative mindset. So one thing you can do is at, you can use the fact that you're in a negative mindset. You can use the fact that you're starting to have this negative stream of thoughts as a way to like, as a trigger for yourself. Oh, wait, I'm having this yeah. negative stream of thoughts. Notice it, notice, delete it. And then you replace it with the opposite. So let's just say I yelled at my kids and I was feeling like, wow, I'm a terrible mother. Mm. So I notice I'm having these negative thoughts. I delete that and then I replace it with, I'm a great mom. I just need five minutes right now, you know, and it's a way to just start observing ourselves and not being so hard on ourselves, accepting that we're human 
but then taking action. I really believe in taking action. It's one of my favorite things to do, and I do it all day long. <laughs> well, I love it because you have such great energy for that, right? And so, I mean, there might be some people who are listening. I just kind of want to think about that for a second. Some people who are listening who are like, I am already low energy, right? Maybe I'm struggling with an autoimmune disorder or depression or just, you know, negative self-talk that kind of where I, I, you know, have this imposter syndrome and I get in my own way, right? So to the listener who might be in that sort of space where they're like, oh, taking action, that sounds draining to me. It sounds like something I know I can't do. What's an awesome, great starting point for a listener or reader who is interested in, in moving into some five-minute tools and shifting that state but feels that, that kind of overwhelm to begin with? I love actually breath work. Mm. So breath work, a very simple one. And I always use this one because it was from the Navy SEALs. The Navy SEALs developed this technique because if you know the Navy SEALs, they go on the most dangerous missions, right? So the um, they developed this system of breathing that they use directly before they are dropped into this dangerous situation. Mm-hmm. And it's called box breathing. Mm-hmm. And it's a way to really reset your nervous system. It's actually backed by science. So sometimes people get scared when I say breath work. It's really called pranayama. They, mm. If I say pranayama, they really yeah, do really get scared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they think I'm about to do some voodoo on them. But it's really just breath work. Mm-hmm. And all of breath work is actually backed by science. It's a way to, you know, kind of change your 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 response to difficult situations. And it really taps into the way our nervous system works. So box breathing is so simple. You just breathe in for four breaths. Hold your breath for four. Breathe out for four hold your breath for four and you would do three rounds of that and then see how you feel. And the reason I start with that one is because I feel like a lot of times when you are in a low energy state, it's because you're either in some kind of thinking pattern or you're just feeling down on yourself. So this is a way to reset your nervous system. Another thing I would suggest to people who are low energy is I would just make a, a decision Okay, every day I'm going to do one thing for mm. three minutes that makes me feel good. Or two, mm. if you can only say one minute, do yeah. one minute. You know, I would I would make a pact with myself that every day I would do something to make myself feel good. And I would pick a time period that I know that I can succeed. So if it's five minutes or three minutes or one minute or ten minutes, but make a successful you know, a goal that you can be successful at. You want to build in success. The more you could feel good about what you are doing, the less time you have to feel bad about what you're not doing. Yeah, I love that. And I love how you're just like, you know, make it make it one minute, right? Just make it one minute to start with. If, if that's what you, if you're like, there's no way I can do any of it, well, I could try it for one minute, right? Like what a great, what a great shift that is. So I love that. I want to hear, I want to hear a little more. I mean, the box breathing you basically explained to us, but I'm wondering if maybe toward the end of the show, we could just lead our listeners in through like, just box breathing and just seeing like what kind of reset and how they feel differently if there's a shift that people notice because I feel like there would be for a lot of people. Are you are you willing to do that at the end of our show, Carrie? I would love to end Good. the show that way. I always <laughs> want to do that. That's like actually my favorite thing to do. I would be cool. just like leading people through things the whole entire session. Yeah. <laughs> radio on people to talk. <laughs> I know, right? But no, we, this is an interactive show, right? So we want these listeners to be able to like get something out of this. And I think that's a wonderful gift for you if, to give them at the end of the show. So I'm very excited you just said yes to that. And then I want to go back again to the notice delete replace, right? Let's talk a little bit more about that. Because again, if you're somebody who has like this mental chatter that's negative in this way, this is a tool that's going to be great for you. So tell our listeners a little bit more about this one and we can see if we can practice it as well. I definitely want to talk about this one. And I actually have a really cool story attached to it. So a friend of mine was going through a very difficult divorce and you know she's going through a very hard time. She was still functioning, you know, working and taking care of her two kids. 
but she just felt horrible all of the time. And she started noticing like, wow, I'm in a really negative place. So she did a little bit different than notice, delete, replace. What she did was she said, I just need to do something Hmm. different. I have to do something different. So she noticed how she was feeling. And then all she would do is say, I'm just going to walk to the end of my block and back. It took her, I think, four minutes, she said. Mm. And that was where she started. She started by just going, I got the chills even saying it. She started just walking to the end of the block and back. And then that led her to having even longer walks. And then she would do it twice a day. And, you know, then she would sometimes walk with her kids. And it actually started changing not just her, but her whole entire family. They became much more active. And then Mm. she actually developed a really cool tool, which is called 10 Minutes of Joy. She decided that every single day, she saw such success with this, you know, little walk every morning. It really just changed everything for her. So she's like, I'm going to do 10 minutes of joy every day. Every day I'm going to do something that gives me joy for 10 minutes. So for Mm. her, it was singing. So she, you know, she sings and she's learning how to sing. And she even actually posts the, the videos of herself singing, even though she's not the perfect singer. And it's actually funny. I saw her start to post the videos. And I'm like, I wonder why she's posting these videos of her singing. And then she told me the story. And I thought it was so powerful. And all we're really talking about, you guys, is to take action of some sort. Mm-hmm. And if you can't take massive action, take tiny action, yeah. one little step. Because one step becomes two, you know. One good day becomes a great week. A great week becomes a great month. great month becomes a great year. And lots of great years become a great life. And that's how we do it. I love that. And I'm, I'm a huge fan of tiny action. Just that phrase is relatively new to me this year, right? And just that concept of being able to say, like, I'm allowed, you know, baby steps. I've heard all this stuff, right? <clears throat> it's the same thing in application. But this tiny action where we take it consistently, I love that. It's so motivating to me. And the five-minute tools really are this tiny action in this way. I'm about to be blinded by the whole sun ball is in this tiny, tiny window I have in my podcast shed. And it's just coming right in right now. And I just, oh my gosh, (laughs) I have to move. (laughs) This is driving me crazy. Uh, Anyway, uh, you know what? Listeners are just going to hear that too because this is how we roll. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to do the rest of this podcast on my knees by my door so I can, I can, see you without being I'm like so blind right now I'm seeing spots so (laughs) here we are talking about these wonderful things that we're doing and um I you're going to lead us through the box breathing which is going to be incredibly fun and we are also um, going to hear a little bit more about how you use these tools yourself so for instance notice delete replace uh you know this great example you gave us is wonderful and and what's one way that you and maybe your husband or you know some other clients have used this notice, delete, replace, so that we can give listeners even more examples of what that one looks like. Well, for me, I know that I will always judge myself the harshest out of everybody. I'm sure that a lot of people can relate to that. So, you know, the sometimes the thoughts in my head, if someone, one of my friends was talking to me like that, I wouldn't even be friends with them, but like my yeah. own brain does that to me. So I really spend a lot of time noticing what I'm thinking about. Actually, a few times throughout the day, I'll stop after every meal I do this. And anytime, actually, I even have a snack. Anytime I eat, I've kind of connected that up as a habit stack that I stop and I notice what I'm thinking. So I just Hmm. tune into my thoughts. And if they're negative, which a lot of times they are, because I'm very type A and I'm very harsh on myself, Hmm. I just, first I acknowledge it, actually. I think that's the first step. I I notice it and I acknowledge it. I'm like, oh, okay. 
you're feeling like that right now, Carrie. And then I'll say like, oh, is it true? You know, mm-hmm. and then I just delete it. And I try to say the exact opposite. So if I'm feeling like, wow, I didn't get any work done today. I'll be like, oh, I noticed that thought. Yeah. Is it really true? And it's like, no, it's not true. Or sometimes, yeah, it is true. But I could still not be, a, you know, I'm not the worst person on earth because I didn't achieve everything I wanted. So it's really just to constantly replace things with positive thoughts. Because as you know, you know about um, plus, you know, neuroplasticity and the way the brain works. Our brain is actually set up to notice all the negative things. So we're taught. I mean, our brain, that's what we do. We look, our brain looks around through all of our senses to see if we're in danger so that our brain can keep us alive. Right. So we're really, you know, sort of wired for negativity, the negativity bias. And what we're doing is we're overriding what our brain naturally does. That's why it's a practice. And that's Mm -hmm. why you're never going to necessarily get there fully because your brain will always be protecting you. Your brain will always be noticing the negative things around you. But we aren't always in danger. You know, sometimes someone cuts us right. off on the road and our brain tells us danger, danger, danger. Yeah. It's not danger. You know, right. We're not about to get killed. It's just yeah. that we're annoyed right there. So that's all it is. It's just yeah. noticing the negative, which is natural. So mm-hmm. I don't need, you're like, thank you, brain, for trying to protect yes. me. I will take it over from here and then replacing it with the positive. And if you start noticing what you're thinking, you could use this practice many, many times every day. Right, yeah. Oh my gosh, it's like 10,000 thoughts a day or something, right? The number we have is extraordinary. So, you know, but I like that. I like, you know, and I do the same thing with traffic, right? And, And I actually have been where I say, it's okay that I'm having fight or flight right now because that actually was dangerous for someone to cut me off, right? Maybe I had to tap my brakes or something. And so, whoo, there was a moment where if it had gone wrong, we all could have been hurt possibly, right? And so when I do that, then I feel like that cycling out of fight or flight can happen faster. And so I love how you bring this acceptance in first. I think that's really, really powerful and important. Like when we do that, we acknowledge like, you know, and thank you, brain, right? Thank you, brain, for getting worked up. And now I'm just mad, right? Now I'm just mad at that driver. (laughs) So now I'm going to, and then to take it further, right? I'm going to let myself be angry for a second. And I'm going to like curse that person out in my head. And I'm going to go through all that. And I'm going to go, okay, I'm actually safe. And you know, bless you. You must be in a hurry. You must be having a hard day, whatever, right? And, And get to that kind of empathy and sympathy sort of thing. And I, you know, I, I just love being able to have this kind of dialogue in my head while I'm driving and to then be a very conscious and safe driver as opposed to somebody who's being reactive because I used to be much more reactive. <laughs> so I'm Italian. I used to be much more reactive. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's amazing, right? I just think that's so cool. So this is the notice, delete, replace. And so we're coming up toward the last quarter of our show. We promised our listeners we're going to do the box breathing. And so I want to just check in with you and see before we get into that, what are some other things you really want listeners to know about the books, about some of the five minute tools, about maybe like how to use a gratitude list or anything we haven't covered so far? I definitely want to talk about the gratitude list because this is one of the greatest things that you could add to your life. So again, same reason, you know, we're, we're wired to see the negative. So now we start noticing the positive. So I started doing a gratitude list a few years before the pandemic. And honestly, I thought it was kind of dumb at the time. I'm like, it's so stupid. You know, I always, anytime there's these buzzwords, I'm like, I don't know about uh, yeah. this, but I do it. I'm always willing to try. So I had been doing a gratitude list for a little bit over a year when the pandemic came. And literally, I would just write 10 things down every morning that I was grateful for. It could be my kids, waking up, breathing, whatever it was. So then um, the very first day of the pandemic, I live in New York. And, you know, it was crazy here in New York. Mm. Everything was closed down. It was a lot of fear. And I went and sat in my backyard with my gratitude journal. and was like, okay, what am I going to write about today? I have nothing. 
So instead of writing 10 things I was grateful for, I started looking through my gratitude journal and I stopped on a page that said, I'm grateful for my children, my family. And I was mm-hmm. like, wow, I am. And they all happen to be home. So I was like, you know, they're all here, they're safe, they're home. So yeah. that's a good thing during a global pandemic. Kept leafing through and then it said, I'm grateful for my home. So there I'm sitting in my backyard, I have a beautiful backyard. And I was like, you know what? I'm so lucky to be here during a global pandemic. We're safe here. Yeah. And we even have a fire pit. So if we lose all electricity, I can cook. Yeah. (laughs) Right. We all were in survival mode, right? Yeah. (laughs) Because that's how I think. Well, yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I was ready to go back to Pioneer Days. Yeah. And then um, I kept going through. And then I came to a page that the very first thing on the gratitude list that day had been... I was grateful for my breath and that like stopped me in my tracks. I'm like, wow, today on this day where there's a, you know, respiratory global pandemic sweeping globe, I am grateful for my breath. So I do gratitude Mm. now all day long. Anytime I'm, that's part of what I do with the notice, delete, replace. I'll sometimes replace it with something I'm grateful for. Like I'm grateful that I'm alive. You know, you could always have that one. I'm grateful for my breath. I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful. I have a car. I'm grateful. It's so many things. But um, a simple way to start that is you could do this in your snooze button session. Hit the snooze button, write 10 things you're grateful for, 20 things you're grateful for, you know, whatever it is. Or even journal, you know, journal or gratitude journal. They're both sort of similar. You could just journal about things. Mm-hmm. In the evening, a very similar thing to a gratitude practice is to do um, – you reflect back on your day and you think about the magic I witnessed today. Ooh, I like and that. the reason all these things are great is because if you know you're going to do like 10 things you're grateful for in the morning and the magic I witnessed every evening, you're just going to jot a couple of things down, nothing fancy. You start looking around for things to be, you know, to, for the magic. You start looking for things to be grateful. So that's how you're changing your brain. During your day, you're looking like, what am I yeah. going to What's magical here? You know? I love that. It's being more present, right? Paying more attention and just showing up and being. And that's that's such a big piece of mindfulness, right? To be that presence, to be there, to be witnessing. So I love it. Carrie, thank you for that. Before we get, again, move into the box breathing, let's tell listeners how they can find you. You can find me at kerryfishercoaching.com. It's uh, Kerry, K-E-R-R-Y, Fisher, F-I-S-H-E-R, coaching.com. Or if you want to reach out to me, I love to hear from people. So I'm on Instagram. I am Kerry Fisher. And if you message me, I always message back. That's my main, the main way you can get in touch with me. Other ways you could get in touch with me are by um, carrier pigeon and horse. (laughs) (laughs) Because she did turn into a pioneer after all. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Okay, so this is great. So we are now we are down to like the last bit of our our show, and so. we're going to move listeners into this box breathing. And so again, we're going to give the caveats first, right? Uh, don't do this if you're driving, um, right? Uh, I, well, let me ask you, is it something they can do while they're driving? Or are we going to ask them to get meditative and close their eyes? Because I know there are a few ways to do this. What do you think since you're leading us through? I mean, everyone always says don't do things when you're right. driving. And I, again, I'm a rebel. I even meditate when I'm driving. It's like more do you? Of, I listen to meditation. Yeah. It's not a good idea that I don't suggest it. But this you can actually do. Because yeah. you just want to practice it right now so you can learn how to do it. So if you're in a car, don't close your eyes. Don't close if your eyes, right. Car, you can close your eyes. But just see, maybe if you're in a car, try one round. Mm. And whether you're in a car or not, if you feel dizzy at all at any point with any breathwork practice, you would just stop, right? So if you're ready, I'm ready to leave you I'm guys ready. Here. Let's do it. I'm going to do it with you guys. All right. Ooh, all right. <laughs> 
All right, so first come to a, like a nice seat. Make sure that your back is straight and your shoulders are over your hips. It's important to have a nice straight back. We're going to just do one relaxation breath. Breathe in through your nose and then out through your mouth. And now you'll continue by breathing in and out through your nose. So just pause a moment. Take a scan from the top of your head down to your feet. See how you feel. And now we'll start the box breathing. Breathing in, two, three, four. Hold your breath, two, three, four. Breathe out, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four. Breathing in, hold. Breathing out. Hold. Last round, breathing in. Two, three, four. Hold. Two, three, four. Breathe out. Two, three, four. Hold. Two, three, four. Big breath in. Long breath out through your mouth. Notice how you feel from the top of your head all the way down to your feet. See if anything is different. And then you can blink your eyes open. So that's basically box breathing. You could do it to a count of four or five, whatever feels good for you. And you could do three rounds and pause and then do three more rounds. It's a really great tool to have anytime you're stressed out. Just like, oh, I have my box breathing. And you could do it even in the middle of a meeting because you don't have to close your eyes. My kids actually can tell when I'm doing it and they get a little nervous. So I'm like, it's also a good tip for parents. If you want to make sure your kids know that you're not happy right then. <laughs> That's <laughs> Plus right. Help yourself by relaxing. You do the box breathing a little louder. Right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love that you said that because I have the same, I have the same thing when I start, when I start going into mudra and like breathing really deeply, my kids are like, uh oh, mommy's about to be mad at us. Right. And she's trying not to be. Yeah. <laughs> I know my kids so are like, funny. why are you breathing like that? Yeah. I'm like, Right. Yeah. You're lucky you're breathing like this. I'll yeah. be honest. Yeah. It's breathing or yelling right now, friends. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love that. So I'm going to share first. I would love for listeners to like you know get into their own space and figure out like what, how did their bodies shift? I think that's really important to ask ourselves resourcefully. And I will just share since we can't hear from our listeners directly right now, um, but you can definitely reach us. Go to the Facebook fan page, anchor. I'm sorry, Facebook.com/slash Tune In Mindful Radio. You can also send me a voicemail message and talk to Carrie this way too. Another way you can reach her if you don't have a carrier pigeon is you can go to Anchor.fm/slash Tune In Mindful Radio and you can leave her a message there too because we love to interact with our guests also and our listeners. But I really found just so much more relaxation and you know I finally can sort of see myself on the video a little bit since I don't have just blaring sun in my eyes <laughs> but I was able to see like oh like honestly like I felt like my eyes were shining like I just felt you know radiant from the inside as opposed to getting radiated by the sun which was really relieving so thank you for that because I found that to be very centering I found it to be very very centering that was my experience I love it. And I love your turn of phrase, radiant from the outside instead of radiant from the, no, radiant from the inside instead of radiant yeah. from the outside. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this. You're a real lovely spirit. Thank you, Carrie. Likewise, I had so much fun with our conversation today. And listeners, we will see you later, meditators.